0: You also see the central bank digital currency, and you have you have politicians talking about Bitcoin mm-hmm. now. You have DeSantis, Kennedy, and what's the name of the the third guy, the Republican Vivek Rama, something. Yeah, Vivek. Yeah, and then there's uh, Senator Loomis also. Loomis, right? Yeah. It's absolutely insane. You have you have three presidential candidates that are open to supporting Bitcoin that's and crazy. and and opposing central bank digital currencies, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I my it, with regards to what what happens to Bitcoin, I still believe that the Americans are smart enough to get to to understand that you know they are the only the only country in the world wh- that has people that would not the only the Germans are gonna join mm. at some point, but but you could still do it. There is enough capitalism, and free market, and you know um, like life, liberty, and the pursuit of Bitcoin, basically, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do that.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the What Is Money show. I am thrilled to have you here joining me on my mission to help shine light on the collection of money. So if you're looking to start uh, a deep dive into the nature of money, I don't think there's any place better that you can start other than episode one of this show. Now, a little bit about this show and how it makes money. The What Is Money Show is 100% sponsor-based, so all of our revenues are derived from direct sponsorships, and I strive to be very selective about the sponsors that I work with, specifically only using sponsors that I use personally, and also choosing sponsors that have values which are well-aligned to the values expressed on this show, such as freedom, Again, that's WolfNYC, W-O-L-F-N-Y-C.com. Nico Yilk, welcome to the What Is Money Show. Thanks for having me, Robert. It's great to have you here. Uh, Just by way of super short introduction, uh, you are a financial journalist uh, based where? Vienna, Austria. Vienna, Austria. Wonderful. And we're sitting here in Prague, at Bitcoin Prague, uh, doing this interview live. So it's, it's great to have you on. And you brought... A very interesting story to the table today, um, in regards to how the the EU has been trying to get away from the USD. Yeah, and it looks like this story has got a lot of twists and turns. It does. So where where do we begin this tale? I mean, most Bitcoiners will know about 1971, right mm-hmm. um, the
0: the the end of the gold standards, the Nixon closing the gold window, basically not you know giving out the gold to the rest of the world. Back then, the rest of the world was basically Europe, right? There was no China to speak of. Um, South America, I forget, didn't matter. The rest of the world was Europe. And uh, in in Europe, especially in France, Charles de Gaulle, the president, he didn't like the fact that the Americans uh, had this exorbitant privilege. It's something that the the French actually came up with, the exorbitant privilege of, um, you know, just printing the money and and, Mm. and, uh, um, we all had to quote-unquote use it. Something that today, for example, the Brazilians are talking about, the Chinese are talking about back then, it was the French. And so, so Charles de Gaulle, he would actually send the warships to, to, to New York and go get the gold, right? And he got most of the gold. He got mm. most of the gold. But then the Americans said, enough is enough. And Nixon closed the gold window. The Germans actually sent a letter, the so-called blessing letter, um, at the end of the 60s. Said, yeah, we, we promise we're not going to get the gold. We promise we're not going to get the gold. And you have, to, you have to to see that. Why did they have gold in the first place? I mean, they were t- completely destroyed after the after the war. Yes, the Americans helped them on their feet again. Mm. And then they worked, 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 what Germans do, right? Right. And, and so they had enormous amounts of gold, but they, they sent a letter. They said, no, you know, thank you for, 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 for protecting us. Thank you for freeing us uh, uh, from the Nazis. Thank you for protecting us from the Soviets. Um, we promise we're not going to get the gold, mm. right? And then he actually said in 1971, shortly before Nixon closed the gold window, Blessing said it was a mistake. He should have gotten the gold. Germany got their gold back half of it, um, decades later, in 2015, Austria did the same thing. I actually went to the to the Gold Vault twice um, to to have a look at the shiny metal. In, in, in Germany, in Austria, in Austria, yeah. cool. Um, so then Nixon closed the gold window, you know, and the whole world went on the fiat money standard. We all know about
1: the inflation, the continuum effect, and 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 the negative consequences of that. Uh, w- one question: the a lot of the gold ended up in North America as a consequence of World War II, right?
0: yes, yeah as technically as a consequence of of the Americans being the strongest economic nation right um the british the British were uh, i think the British sent a uh, like a portion of their gold there, mm-hmm. and most of the gold um that that was also owned by the by the by the other countries ended up in the u s yes, officially to be because we were still afraid that the Russians would just move in right mm-hmm. and and just take the gold so it's better to have it have it on the other side of right. the sea but it was like 50% protection, 50% held hostage, right? Gotcha. So you, you, you never know. You never know, right? right. Um, but yeah, most of the gold back then, um, we were not holding the gold. We were holding US paper, but you could ex- exchange the paper for gold. Right. And nobody did it. Yeah. The French did it, and then the Americans said, okay, we still have 8,000 tons of gold. How about we just close the gold window? We default on our obligations. And then what we saw in the 70s, you know, basically what, what the closing of the gold window was, was a devaluation of the dollar. So what we saw in the 70s was the, the oil nations, the second mo- more uh, second very important player here. The oil nations said, well, yeah, but if we get less purchasing power for the oil, we have to check up the prices. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Europeans would get the the the, the main um, the main problems with that because back then we were introduced to the concept of a car-free Sunday because uh, mm-hmm. oil was so expensive, gas was so expensive that people um, had to had to were forced or were told by the government to not use their cars on Sundays, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we, now we're talking about this again because now we see not economically, but like on the street and like on the, on the ground level, we see a replay of the seventies, like high inflation. We we don't really know what to do about it. Uh, So we had, you had high inflation for, for about 10 years. You had, you had multiple currency problems, um, many, 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 many problems. And then the Europeans um, were starting to, to, to work closer together. So the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the the seeds for what would become the Euro were sown in, in the sixties, right? And at the end of the at the end of the seventies, um, at, at an IMF meeting in Belgrade, I don't know why it was in Belgrade, but it was in Belgrade. Um, Paul Volcker, who is known as the the guy who saved the dollar, basically broke the back of inflation. Broke the in back US. of inflation, yeah. exactly. He was forced to do that by the Europeans. They basically told him enough is enough. You have to do something. And he was and, and he actually went home earlier than than planned. And had an a, a, an emergency session of the Federal Reserve Board the same day when he arrived. He basically told them, "Wait for me at the airport. We are we are we are checking rates immediately." You know, mm-hmm. so they really had something that they, that really shocked him. We don't know to this day why, because because of course back then, okay, the U.S. didn't have as as high debt levels, so you could do it. You could right end inflation with with high rates, but it wasn't good for the American economy, of course. Sure.
1: Sure, and so that was we don't know what the Europeans said to him at that meeting. Then
0: not exactly, but they inspired him
1: to come home.
0: There is, there is, there is like language in the official documents that would uh, that that would you know make you think that there was very stern discussions between the
1: Germans, the French, and the Americans. Right. Okay. So then, from there, where did we go? Obviously, he succeeded in breaking the back of inflation in the seventies. And then the the EU went on to establish the euro as a means of getting away from the USD. Or what was the? So the idea was always back then that the Europeans
0: realized that they had to, to 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 find some way of of being their own boss economically. You know, but militarily is a, is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But economically, you have to find some way. And uh, very quickly, they actually went with the with the route that um, we talk about today. They went with the sly roundabout way route because they knew they couldn't just, you know, come together and say, like the bricks do today, they, they, they knew they couldn't just come together and say, we are going to establish our currency and then, you know, fuck the dollar and we're doing our own thing. They, they were smarter than that, right? So they, they said, we, we have to find a way to implement this in a way that the, the market, we let the market decide basically. Um, that's why there is a, a huge gold component in the Euro. And The Eurozone has about 12,000 tons of gold. It's more than any other um, uh, country. That's also, ironically, why they would sell gold um, in preparation of launching the Euro so that the other countries would also have some chips to play with them, right? Right, right, right. Um, but I should emphasize that sure. point though. You
1: said the EU has more gold reserves than any other nation. So yes. this is the combination of, I'm not sure which countries primarily contribute to that. So this would be, it's
0: the eurozone, which yeah. is not—it's not exclusively the, the EU. So right now, in Czech Republic, we're in the EU, but we don't—we're not in the eurozone. Okay. The eurozone has, I think, what nineteen or twenty members now. Okay. Um, Croatia just joined, and and yes, they have more gold than the US. They have about um, like one one third more than the US. Okay. Together, and they also have um, a relationship to gold that is different than we saw before. So, all, every other fiat currency in the history was actually um, based on gold and then maybe debased from gold, but it was always started with gold. The euro was the first currency and they they, 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 they talked about this. the first currency that was launched um, independent of gold and independent of the nation state, but they still hold a lot of gold reserves that gets marked to market on the balance sheet all uh, every uh, four times a year. Which means that if the price of gold rises, the, the balance sheet of the ECB gets stronger, mm-hmm. as opposed to just getting the currency just getting weaker. Yes, the currency gets weaker, but the balance sheet gets stronger. Right. Um, and and today, this model is used by all major central banks. Not only the, the Fed is not doing it. The Fed is still the Fed is still um, um, valuing valuing its gold at forty two dollars an ounce in right. its balance sheet, and there is like. I don't know if it's true, but there is like rumors that if they would ever change that, that theoretically the rest of the world could come, you know, could go a legal a legal route and say, right, we had this contract, guys. We had this contract uh, back from Bretton Woods that you we, you would sell us the, the 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 gold at this at this price, so maybe we just pay forty dollars, forty-two dollars for an ounce of gold. Mm. Well, well, that's a side story. But um, so the Europeans had this idea that they needed to come up with something. But of course, a, a, a common European currency back in the seventies was still a complete pipe dream, right? Mm. There are still American economists who don't believe that the euro exists to this day because mm. they, can't, they can't fathom the idea of the Europeans doing anything alone. And, and to be fair, the idea might have been
1: interesting. The execution is is very questionable to this day. Right. And now this is where you said there might be some actual parallels between BTC and the euro. I mean, I get... I get hated when I say this, but
0: yes, (laughs) yes, it's true. I mean, the idea of the Europe, the the idea of a central bank, basically, they always always say, "We look at inflation, and we are independent from the state." In practice, it's not true. But the 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 idea was, we make the most independent and most um, um, inflation oriented or inflation capping oriented um, fiat money the world has ever seen, inflation resistant. They, maybe inflation. They, yeah. In the beginning, you know, it was sold to the Germans yeah. as, as a pan-European Deutschmark. And the mm-hmm. Deutschmark was the hardest fiat currency we had uh, uh, after the war, right? Um, of course, we know that many things went wrong and it's not it didn't happen that way. But that was the idea. So I'm talking about how this started out. And the idea was that you had a central bank that would be independent of the state and would not have a, fi- uh, a finance minister on the same level. There are finance ministers, but they are um, there's 19 of them, 20 of them, yeah. right? And then you had the interest of one country um, and the interest of the other country, and the idea was that it would give the central bankers more um, more uh, room to maneuver. Now, I don't condone central banking, sure, yes, but that is the idea, and and we do have to look at, uh, for a second what the Americans did after 71. So the Americans did two very important things after 71. The first thing was in 72 Nixon. Would drop Taiwan and go to China to Peking and uh, to Beijing and, um, and basically embrace the Chinese and bring the Chinese to the table. Back then, China was a complete backwater, but it was mm. the Americans that basically said, "We are going to show you how to do it. We're going to build you up because we might need you at some point." Mm. And they did. Um, while the Europeans were working on their on their um, Euro project, they would still structurally um, um, uh, support the dollar by buying American paper, right? After, after you, now the euro is, is not a full-fledged um, energy currency, but the, after the euro was launched, the, um, the Europeans did not need as much American debt anymore. So they didn't build up uh, as large currency reserves. Right. That's when the Chinese took over. So from 2000 to 2013 was the phase when the Chinese would, would gobble up all the American debt, right? right. In 2013, they said, it's, enough is enough. We're done here. Um, and that's where, when we when we started, like the last phase that we see now, where everything's really breaking down. Right. Um, the second thing that the Americans did in the seventies was was go to to Saudi Arabia, and convince them in a, 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 that that they are going to protect them, they are going to give them money and the technology and whatever. And in 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 return, the the Saudis are only going to sell their 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 oil in dollars, and mm-hmm. by extension, um, all of OPEC. Which is based, which is actually um, based in Vienna, Austria, OPEC, uh, the, mm-hmm. the the oil cartel, right? Yeah. Um, so that was the the, the birth of the petrol dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, you needed you needed dollar to 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 buy the most important um, energy commodity in the world. Right. It's actually. Have you read the? I, I forgot what his name was, but there's a very interesting piece in Bitcoin magazine it's called the Bitcoin Dollar, where where he argues that, you know, by controlling all the on ramps. To, to, to Bitcoin um, through the dollar, the, the Americans could do the same thing with, with Bitcoin in the future. but it's, I, haven't, I haven't read this. You should read it. You should read it. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, so that's the 70s, right? Um, and then the euro, they would, they would work on this. It's a very long story. Um, but in the end, they actually launched it in 1999.
1: Um, with I think twelve countries at the start, or eleven. countries. so maybe part of the parallel between BTC is that it's the most decentralized fiat currency because you don't have one nation kind of governing the whole thing. In theory, yes. Yes, in,
0: in theory. And that was the, that was the idea, and then th- that's why that's why you know economists will tell you it can never work that there you need a, 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 a finance minister, you need right. But the, the central bankers they were super happy about this yeah. because they didn't have, they were they were even more powerful than before, right, um, and and that's why they they talk a big talk about yeah maybe we should have a european finance minister but they know, they know it's never going to happen mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the, the europeans are not going to there's not going to be a united states of europe mm-hmm. that's just not going
1: to fly and why is it is it just the the cultural histories and the linguistic barriers like do you think that's what prevents it from ever happening pretty much yeah
0: okay. in 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 a, in a big way in a okay. big way and it's and also because it's a it's a big danger because when you when you try to i mean the european union has been successful in one thing peace and now you can argue, of course, we have a war in Ukraine. Absolutely, but but the European Union has been successful in in, in bringing peace to the to the nations of Europe, right. um, like Western Europe, right? Yeah. Basically, the, the French and the, Ch- and the Germans are not fighting each other right. anymore with weapons, right? right? Um, and that's also the, a problem for the for the the center, the ECB, in the end, because they say, okay, we are the most independent. We have we look at price stability. Well. Bitcoin is even more independent, mm-hmm. and in the end, price stability is, might not be the right mandate. Maybe it's monetary stability or it's like uh, money supply, money stability. supply stability. Yeah, exactly. Of yes. course. And also, then there is there is what's happening today. You know, Christine Lagarde. I do not. I don't see her working um, for the best interests of Europe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, the things she's doing is is they are not. Um, they, they don't really work for the for 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 the ECB in the long term. She's politicizing um, the, the the central bank by having green um, monetary policy. So basically, th- we are now in a world where the the, the 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 ECB is buying all kinds of government debt and corporate debt. Mm-hmm. And now they look at the corporate debt and say, "Okay, we just buy green stuff." Right? Mm-hmm. It's a complete catastrophe. Um, and also looking at the at the um, the inflation rate. Right? They are they are supposed to to cap it at two percent. It's a ten percent now, but that was the idea. The idea was commonly the, the U.S. finance minister, he said the dollar is our currency but your problem. Right, right. Okay. And the Europeans' solution was we make a currency that's our currency but also our problem. It was supposed to solve the Triffin dilemma of right. national interest versus international interest because the euro already is an international currency. Right. Um, and it worked for a while. I mean, after, after 2000, you know, there was... I think there's a reason why, why the, the, the American um, dot-com bubble burst very quickly after the euro was introduced, right? People pulled money out of the American system, and then you had the whole story with uh, Iraq and Saddam Hussein going on to, on, onto the euro um, to spite the Americans, which right. didn't work out well for him. Yeah. But it, it worked out well for him in the beginning.
1: Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, The Gold Investment Letter. The Gold Investment Letter helps sophisticated investors navigate capital markets and maximize their profits in trading gold, silver, and mining stocks. The Gold Investment Letter seeks out the most undervalued companies and identifies special situations in the mining sector, and then provides in-depth analysis on both their financial positions and future prospects. The Gold Investment Letter explores many complex domains, such as investor psychology, portfolio management, and macroeconomic trends, all with the goal of making you a better investor. The Gold Investment Letter offers a free version and a paid premium version. And I strongly recommend you at least sign up for the free version because after having read a few of these issues, I can promise you it is a treasure trove of good information. You can sign up for the free newsletter today at goldinvestmentletter.com. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, iCoin Technology icoin has just released a sleek new hardware wallet looks like a mini iphone a little touch screen and camera on it Uh, the device has no wi-fi no cellular connection no gps it's a strictly physically cold hardware wallet Uh, like i said it's got a high res three inch touch screen it's got a camera for air gapping the wallet Uh, it's got optional bluetooth compatibility And it's really a a brand new UI, UX experience for a hardware wallet, making it very accessible, easy to use, not intimidating. And as we always talk about on this show, the only way you can truly own your Bitcoin is by having it in self-custody. So you need a device like iCoin Wallet to truly own your Bitcoin. Go to iCoinTechnology.com today and use promo code BITCOIN23 for 30% off of this new sleek hardware wallet. So I think you said... Offline here that I guess I don't know that we answered this question. Let me know if we did or not. You mentioned the EU is marking its gold to market. Yes. Which is something the United States is not doing. What what is the effect on gold markets of that? Well and then the the follow-on question is you mentioned that Americans went into Iraq. What did this have to do with the Euro? Okay,
0: so the first question on the gold. The the idea of the Euro as, as, um, as it applied to the populace, right, to, to the people, was that you that you also give the people a chance to opt out. Okay. And back then, there was gold. Right. Right? Right. Um, because Bitcoin didn't exist yet. So you give the people a chance to opt out that should regulate the, monet, the, the, the monetary policy pretty much automatically because if the inflation rises too high, people will go into gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And that, that's why the, the gold market was totally liberalized in uh, in in, um, in Europe in preparation for the euro. So, in the 1970s, 1980s, you couldn't buy physical gold really in in Europe. Today, you can buy it basically in every bank, every street corner. Um, you can buy physical gold, and we also the, the actually the, the most important um, bullion coin comes from Austria, it's the Philharmonic, mm. and and. That was the idea. The idea was give the people gold that they can protect themselves against inflation if we fuck up, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and that's why gold is such an important role in the, in the euro. And also the second the second reason is that the that the Saudis and the, the, the oil countries, they wanted uh, a direct link or let... indirect link to gold actually something that 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 showed me okay i have x amount of euros i can buy x amount of gold and if the gold price moves um to the to the upside i get less
1: gold but i hope yes um this is basically a check on counterparty risk when you know you can exchange that currency for gold you can opt out of their monetary policy exactly
0: you can you can you can think of it as introducing um a new form of game theory into the monetary system because before so before we had the, the, the gold standard, then we had Bretton Woods. Um, but for the European countries and the, the rest of the world, um, we still had some sort of game theory, right? Mm-hmm. We still had some sort of um, straight jacket because we needed dollars. Right. There's a reason why my little uh, Volkswagen Golf goes a thousand um, kilometers on one tank mm-hmm. and um, an American um, super giant truck tri- or Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Goes like 200 meters, and then you have to yeah. go to the gas station. Yeah. And the, the reason is you get extremely cheap energy, and we didn't get the cheap energy, so we had to come up with with absolutely Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and and that was that was the idea of having of having gold as this as this um, this component. When you look at the gold chart, when does the current gold bull start? Start. It starts with the introduction of the euro, and it starts because the euro um, lets basically freeze gold. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around because it, it, it reintroduces gold into the equation, but it totally disconnects it from the old monetary system where where fiat money was denominated in a, in a specific amount of gold. Right. Okay. So you have a more flexible system. Okay. So
1: Every making, day... making it more accessible, but not pegging it directly to exactly. currency. Exactly. Making it more flexible, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's also
0: why I am so pissed at the ECB mm. for being so stupid on Bitcoin. Because they could do the same thing with Bitcoin, they could do the same thing yeah. with Bitcoin, and it would work. Because now, of course, with with this was all this was all drummed up in the sixties and seventies, but now we live in, in two thousand twenty three. We have digital money. We have digital gold, so to say. We need to up uh, like rethink yes. the whole thing. Right. But Lagarde, the game has changed. Um. It the game has changed, and 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 the Europeans are not on top of the game right now.
1: There's a <clears throat> quote on this topic that I often like to cite, which is that science advances from funeral to funeral, and it seems like we just have these mm-hmm. ancient people in place that don't understand the new technological paradigm, but it's only probably what a couple of decades out before this a similar strategy gets applied to digital gold once people realize this thing is here to stay
0: yeah, I mean to be fair for them, first of all their their whole livelihood depends on um not seeing it, of course. And, right. and, and 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 they grew up in the system you know they they learned about the system um, and we have had this state monetary system for centuries um and 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 I, I understand why they don't get it but the ECB was actually the first uh, major central bank to publish a somewhat decent paper on right. Bitcoin in 2012 yeah and they even talked about the Austrian School of Economics back then
1: yeah okay so the uh, second question was this connection between. Uh, I think the Americans not liking the euro being used uh, as a... Iraq, Iraq, right? Yes, yeah. for not be not liking the euro being used as a payments cur- currency for oil, yeah. led to the American invasion of Iraq.
0: Well, of course, I can't you know give you any proof on this. You make the case, um, but well, Saddam, Saddam switched from from um, dollars to euros pretty mm-hmm. much immediately, and it was always the idea of the Europeans to use the euro in. In the same way, the Americans use the dollar to basically print money to buy energy. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and and Saddam back then was an Iraq was a, was an important um, oil producer, but they were not very much aligned with the U.S. They were they were against the U.S. Mm-hmm. Very close to what Iran is 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 doing these days. And uh, the Europeans tried many things to get the Iran to uh, to trade with them in euros and oil and stuff. That's what the whole. That's what the the whole Iran atomic thing, that the whole nuclear mm-hmm. deal is about. It's 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 in my opinion, it's more about that than 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 the Americans being afraid of them ever getting the ball. That's all. It's you know? always about the money. It's always about the money, and especially what money is used to buy energy. Yeah. So so Saddam switches to to euro, and then you would when you when you researched this, it, it's funny because when you when you know media a little bit, you know how it works. Um, immediately you have these stories in the American press It's like yeah but the euro is so weak and you know they, they're not going to get rates and it's not going to it's not going to work out for them you know that's the first thing you see mm-hmm. yeah. and then a year later it's like it worked out perfectly well it per- mm-hmm. it, it, the, the euro turned around because of this and they actually made a lot more money than they would have done with, with using the dollar um, so after 9-11 I don't want to go into any details because I don't know any details, but there are those stories. As like, that it was very quickly decided that Iraq is gonna fall, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I mean, one of the reasons might have just been that the Americans knew how to, you know, fight wars with with states. They didn't know how to fight wars with with Al Qaeda, so they did the second best thing. Right. Um, but of course, after the war, it was very quickly it was done very quickly. After the war, the only the first thing they did was turn back to to dollar, right? The the, the oil production back to dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see the same thing popping up over and over again. You see the same thing in Iran. Um, you had this in in, in 2014. Um, the Americans were pressured into into signing the the nuclear deal um, by pretty much the rest of the world. And then you had Kerry on stage saying that if we didn't sign this, the American the American dollar would cease to be the world res- the, the world that the currency the reserve currency of the world. Mm. Okay, it's, you can Google this. It's so on your John Kerry. John Kerry, uh, Obama's, Obama's uh, Secretary of State, right? Um, Because, because the, the, the the nuclear deals um, that are also done in, in uh, in Vienna, by the way, it's the only venue where Iran, Russia, China, Europe, and the US sit on one table, the only one. Because Mm -hmm. all other, all other um, diplomatic um, avenues are closed by now. The Americans are not talking to the Russians and, and and so forth. But uh, the Iran nuclear talks are still, are still happening and, and, after, after Trump ripped up the nuclear deal, the Europeans actually um, came up with their own version of SWIFT. So that's the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Society of Inter- International Worldwide Payments System, right? Yeah. So that, that's that the rails that the dollar runs on, right? Yes. Um, and the Iranians were kicked out of SWIFT partially, you know, like the Russians now. So the Europeans came up with their own system to officially just, you know, use it for trade in like medicine and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff. But of course, they wanted to use this to trade oil at some point. It's called Instex. It still exists. I don't know if they ever did anything. That's the thing with the European projects. They, they start them, but then they don't go anywhere. Mm. Um, and I know this because, because there was talks about also putting that um, into Vienna, right? And then the, the, the Americans basically, you know, picked up the phone and said, yeah, how about no? And the Austrians said, okay, we don't want it, and then the French put it into Paris and gave it a a, a German a German uh, like uh, managing director because we, when the big countries do something like that, the Americans are not so keen to interfere because they know that there's going to be blowback, right? And in the end, it didn't really matter anyway because we don't. I don't think we are using the euro to trade uh, oil with Iran, but I, I might be. I might be wrong there. Mm. Um, but you can also see it from the perspective of the euro being a success. I mean, it's the it, it is the second biggest the second biggest um, uh, reserve currency, mm. and it is uh, the only one that that is um, potentially uh, something that can be used um, uh, instead of the uh, of the US dollar. But and that's the big but with. Russia's attack on Ukraine and subsequent censoring of the currency reserves through, uh, by the Europeans and the Americans, mm. we basically killed the, this idea of the euro for good. We, we, that, that was the moment. So in, shortly before the war, shortly before the Winter Olympics in Beijing, um, the Russians and the Chinese came together and they had a huge deal, a gas deal, hundreds of billions, and they said, we're going to use the euro. That was, was a signal. There was a signal to the Europeans that they trust the European money. They want to use the Euro in international energy trade. This is what the the Europeans always wanted for Mm -hmm. decades, for decades. And then Merkel leaves the chancellery and three minutes later, all hell breaks loose and, and the Russians attack Ukraine and the, the, the Europeans immediately have like a list of sanctions immediately. And you know that they didn't come up with them themselves because if they would have come up with it themselves, they wouldn't have that immediately. They would it would take them a while to 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 hammer it out. Mm-hmm. But the Europeans immediately had a list of sanctions, and one of the sanctions was the the, the censorship of the the currency reserves. Mm-hmm. And of course, as far as I know, that not the neither the Fed nor the ECB were actually happy with that. Right. That was a political
1: decision. This was the, the six hundred thirty billion. Russian,
0: yes, form. I think I think it's it's half half. So half of that is in euro yeah. because the Russians actually the russians the Russians left the dollar long time ago. Mm-hmm. Putin in two thousand and ten or two thousand and eleven, Putin literally said that they are going to join the euro one day. Well, I can tell you that that was a very that was a shit day in in Washington, mm-hmm. you know because that is that this this the 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 very, very old fear of German industry and Russian energy together. Right. Yeah, and right. the Germans for a very long time pursued that. Yes, and then that the events of the last two years happened, and now the the whole strategy is completely um in in, in shattered. Yeah, and and I don't know. Is the euro ever going to be? Does the euro ever have a chance now to be? Because now it's it's basically from the from the from the point of view of the Russians and the Chinese. Um, and I, for on the record, yes. I don't condone what Russia is doing or the Chinese are doing. I mm-hmm. uh, just look at realpolitik. politics. Yes, mm-hmm. um, from the, from their point of view, the euro is not to be trusted as well. So basically, the the Americans managed in in managed to finally destroy this this vision of that the euro once had once and for all mm-hmm. with this one stroke of censoring the Russian currency reserves. Mm. I'm
1: detecting this. Kind of existential dependence for the global reserve currency on, it needs to be used largely to facilitate energy transactions, typically oil. What What is that relationship? Is this just because energy is the primary economic input to basically every industrial activity, so you need demand for the global reserve currency to be rooted in energy to some extent?
0: Yes, basically. So So you need energy for everything. Yeah. And if you if you only sell energy for one currency, you're going to need that currency, and everybody is going oh. to need that currency.
1: So so, so um, create maximum demand for the global reserve currency. Exactly, it needs it's to... all about demand.
0: Right. It's all that. It's all about demand. So so, for example, you, you, you can use an example from from the world of, quote unquote crypto, right? Mm-hmm. Stable coins. Tether is the 25th largest central bank in the world now, yeah. when okay. it comes to American uh, holding American paper. So, do I think that the Americans are going to crack down on stable coins? No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think that the Americans are going to go down the route of central bank digital currencies either. Mm. They are going to go down the route of of a decentralized dollar based system, um, and and let the market do the work. While the Europeans are now shitting themselves, because because that's the thing about the Americans. The thing you have to the, the thing that we have to know about like global politics, like the the the, mm. the Chinese plan for a thousand years, right? Mm. The Russians plan for a hundred years the europeans plan for 50 years and the americans plan for five minutes and then come riding in on a horse with a cowboy hat and everybody is surprised because they are doing better than everybody else <laughs> you know um and it's true it's true because you, if 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 you don't have if if they don't if your counterparty doesn't have like this whole large strategy you never know what they're gonna do uh, what they're uh, gonna do they're next. unpredictable they're unpredictable yes look at what Gary Gensler is doing with shitcoins, right? Mm. The Europeans are super proud. They have a new, a new um, that's called markets in, in in crypto regulation. They are now regulating all crypto, Bitcoin, and all other coins the same way, and they are super proud because they came up with it first. Because regulation is what we do, right? Um, and now the Americans are basically saying, yeah, but you know, we differentiate between Bitcoin and crypto, and crypto offerings, most of them are illegal securities. Mm-hmm. So. What are we going to do now? 70% of the world's money is in the US and it's the deepest capital markets. It's not like it's not like Europeans are going to
1: keep the whole crypto game alive. Right. 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 Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor Wasabi Wallet. With Wasabi Wallet, you can receive, send and store Bitcoin privately. In Wasabi Wallet, your transaction history and wallet balance are completely hidden. Wasabi Wallet is easy to use. All of its privacy features are built in by default. And it works with any amount of Bitcoin. Wasabi users can make CoinJoin transactions together with BTC Pay Server users or Trezor Suite users. For BTC Pay Server users, they can make payments directly inside of a CoinJoin. And for Trezor Suite users, you can make CoinJoins directly on a hardware wallet. These features result in the fee savings and security improvements for both sets of users. So, go to wasabiwallet.io today to download the state of the art Bitcoin privacy wallet. Now, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Casa. Casa makes it simple to buy and secure your Bitcoin without wondering whether you're doing it right. Specifically, Casa provides a multi key custody solution, which is by far the most secure way to custody your Bitcoin. Now, when I talk about Bitcoin being theft proof money or inviolable private property, A multi-key custody model is exactly what I am talking about. Using multiple keys lets you maintain full control of your Bitcoin while also giving you redundancy in case you lose one of the keys. It's also the best way to secure your Bitcoin for inheritance planning purposes. So go to keys.casa, that's C-A-S-A, today to sign up and use discount code BREEDLOVE.
0: Um, So... So and then you see, uh, you also see the central bank digital currency. And you have you have politicians talking about Bitcoin mm-hmm. now. You have DeSantis, Kennedy, and what's the name of the the third guy, the Republican Vivek Rama, something? Yeah, Vivek. Yeah, and then there's uh, Senator Loomis also. Loomis, right? Yeah, it's absolutely insane. You have you have three presidential candidates that are open to supporting Bitcoin and crazy. and and opposing central bank digital currencies, mm-hmm. um, and that's why i my when regards to what what happens to bitcoin, I still believe that the Americans are smart enough to get to to understand that you know they are the only the only country in the world wh- that has people that would not the only the germans are gonna join mm. at some point but but you could still do it. there is enough capitalism and free market and you know um like life liberty and the pursuit of bitcoin basically mm. right uh, you could do that. And the funny thing is, if America goes on a on a brutally hard monetary standard, the Chinese are fucked. Hmm. Why? But what are the communists gonna do? What are they gonna do? They can't go on a hard monetary standard. I mean, of course, I know that that when you talk, when you see what what Jason Laurie is talking about, and you can look, you can see that they are realizing now that 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 kicking out the the miners wasn't a good idea, and you can yeah. see that they are getting back in, and they are actually building a lot of the miners, right? Right. But politically, I mean, there's the, the other thing that the, the Chinese have a, a, a huge demographic problem and they're basically going to to die out within the next hundred years because of their stupid one child. Oh, that's
1: right, right. Population is going to decline by fifty percent.
0: Yes, and no no regime in the history has ever um, um, survived that. So China might just go into civil war. Wow. Um, but but I don't know about, enough about China. Yeah. But but the thing is, if you look, there's actually, you know. Media likes to foreshadow these things. There's a show. It's called Devils. Mm-hmm. There's a show. It's 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 an it's a European Italian British show with uh, Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy from um, from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yes, yes, fair. Okay. And he's playing a banker, um, a banker in London, American banker, but he he's only officially a banker. Inofficially, he's basically like working for the financial CIA, fighting the, the financial war with China, right, for the Americans. And there's a there's an episode. It's called Satoshi Nakamoto. Hmm where they talk about Bitcoin and he comes up with the, this exact plan. He says, we're going to let Bitcoin happen because, because we can do it and the Chinese cannot do it. Mm. And that this is going to give us like the chance to also get the next 100 years. Mm. And that's also the problem for, that also ties back to the Europeans because what are Americans? Most of them are Europeans, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's what are Chinese. They're not Europeans. Russians of course yes they are Europeans but there's th- that history is difficult um, what i'm saying is do we really want the world, the world like like some people are saying that china is going to be the next global superpower and is call them all the shots do we want that i don't
1: yeah the free world is not want that.
0: no so europe has to find a way to to be, accept the fact that a we we do have to work with the Americans, and and they're still our be, our better shot. Yes, finding a third way, a neutral way, would be great. But we are very far away from How that. How does Bitcoin play into that?
1: Does Bitcoin become a neutral option for interaction between these antagonistic parties?
0: I mean, it should it should we? What we see right now is that the that the Russians. They are open. They are opening the crypto rails now. They called crypto, but what we see in authoritarian authoritarian countries, uh, we will probably see something that that's close to what the Americans had uh, with the gold, with banning of of the gold in 1933. Yeah. That Satoshi also he didn't talk about it, but you can see it in his in his in his birth uh, date, right? Um, so they are going to say, yeah, we are going. The state is going to use it. You know, the rich people are gonna use it, mm-hmm. but you, the small people, you cannot use it in everyday transactions mm-hmm. because they are afraid that people go to crypto. And they are actually more afraid that people go to tether than going to 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 bitcoin immediately. Right. But they are afraid that, that the demand for their stupid currency goes down because mm-hmm. because in the end hyperinflation is nothing else than the complete collapse in demand for the currency. Mm-hmm. So so they are trying to to fight this and they won't succeed probably, but they are trying. Um, and Bitcoin, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think Putin actually said, before the war there was an interview where he where he said, yeah, it's interesting. We're looking into it, but it's not ready yet. You know, mm-hmm. using crypto uh, mm-hmm. as, a, as a as a means to pay uh, for energy. Um, but yeah, I can imagine a world where we pay for energy in gold. Ghana is doing that now. Right. Um, other uh, African countries are, uh, and I actually, I think that in the end. Bitcoin will have will succeed in a very very bottom bottom up very very market related way. So we are talking about what the states are doing, what sure. the governments are doing, but if we really have the 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 so Bitcoin is an invention, but absolute scarcity was was something that Satoshi found. Like a discovery. It, it was a discovery, yes. right? And if we really have absolute scarcity here. That we have a black hole that would suck every everything in, and it's for the better because there's so much fiat inflationary store of value in the stock markets, in the real estate yeah, markets, in the art markets. Right. We don't need that.
1: Distorted all the markets. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know? um, and 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 now we have this this alternative.
1: You mentioned something. We've got about five minutes left here. This has been a very interesting uh, arc you've painted. But we talked about this documentary offline, hypernormalization, yeah. which I highly recommend everyone go check out. It, it it opened my eyes to a lot of the political shenanigans. You used the term real politic earlier. Yeah, it's almost like how real politics being applied to populations, right? yeah, to confuse and divide and all of this. How does how does this reality of hypernormalization arise from this world of fake money or the competition to control the money? Like, what what is the what is the link between these two worlds of, say, the economic domain and then this political hyper-normalized domain?
0: Well, I think the most important thing is that you keep the the the, the masses stupid, basically, or at least confused. Yeah. Right. You never talk about the real things, and then they talk about the. Don't re- talk about the money. You don't talk about <laughs> the money. You don't talk about the monetary system. You don't talk. I mean, even if you would talk about that, many people won't get it. You know, sure. now with Bitcoin, right? Uh, there is. Millions of young people learning about this and they can't do anything about it. It's beautiful, but but in the old days when you still had control over all the so what they're not what they're now doing is is it's confused the hell out of everyone, you know. Um, I think you can see this with the rise of 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 of, uh, uh, conspiracy theories. So Mm -hmm. so I'm 40 now. I was I I had my first internet connection in I think 1994, 1995, and I remember conspiracy theories already being in there on like really really nice nicely made websites you know mm. the US was never but it, back then it was harmless stuff it was like the US was never on the moon you know Paul McCartney's dead that stuff right a bit of JFK here right um, because because you, you confuse the hell out of people you know But when, when, when 10 people believe 10 different conspiracy theories then they don't know what's real and what's not right um and, and hypernormalization that 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 um that Adam Curtis talks about in in, in his in his great, great, great uh, uh have you seen the other one, The Century of the Self w- uh, that you started with? I haven't you seen it. You have to check it out. That was his first one. Okay. M- amazing. Um And he talks about a lot about the people in, in Soviet Russia, right? And he shows people because he has access to the BBC archive, so he shows people that have lost everything, not like, like all motivation, every will to live, every hope because they knew that their, their situation was completely pointless as long as this this structure is still there, this dead structure that gives them no room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also couldn't imagine that the structure would just go away, right? Mm. Um, and I think that this is a danger right now that we have. Where that, that that's, and, and, and it's also something that, that Bitcoin counters because Bitcoin is the only thing in the world that we can count. We, right. And we can count on. Right. We, we know how many Bitcoin there are. It, it, is, it is truth. Yes. Can, there's no debate about this, right? Right. We can debate everything else, you know? Right. And especially with macroeconomics, you know, you have, yes. you sit there, you have somebody super smart, you know, um, you talk to- Using to, big words. Using big I'll words. See. And you, and after an hour you say like, yeah, he's right. yeah, she's right. But they say the, op- the complete opposite of each mm-hmm. other. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so so we, ne- we never know. With Bitcoin, we know. And, and that's why I think Bitcoin is so strong with young people. Because young people are completely done just listening to debates right. of of you know important people saying yeah we should do better let's we should do better let's have drinks right yeah. no they want to, solutions and Bitcoin is a solution you can apply to yourself immediately yeah um, or or on the macroeconomic structure so one thing that that really blew my mind um, and that that does not get talked about enough I did an interview with Mary Imoswen she's now a marketing manager at Fedi and she's in Niger- Nigeria right mm-hmm. and she told me that. Nigerian companies are using Bitcoin to pay for exports from China. Hmm. So actual companies, because Nigeria has high um, uh, capital controls, yeah. so you can only use ten thousand dollars every day. But for a company, that's nothing. And even if you have, if that's enough, you don't get the dollars because you don't get the dollars within the system. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese don't give a shit. They just take. I don't know what they do with the Bitcoin. And right. of course, we can't prove this, but there has been substantial. Um, how do you say? Evidence like like uh, there's a word right um, substantial corroborating evidence yeah it's something like that yeah. so we don't have proof uh-huh. but we but 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 it makes sense especially with the high the high Bitcoin volumes uh, within Nigeria, etc. So I I think I think we we might see more of that.
1: So in a hyper-normalized or hyper-normalizing world where you can't make sense of anything and and governments are intentionally sowing these seeds of confusion so that you and then just turn to the government, right? And hear whatever they're saying is like- Exactly. They're trying to make themselves a single arbiter of truth. But the reality is you can count on Bitcoin because you can count Bitcoin. It really is that simple, exactly. right? Exactly.
0: You can count on Bitcoin because you can count Bitcoin, but this is, has been used by governments time and time again in every authoritarian state. You know, people are afraid to to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. And, and then the definition of what is true and what is not true changes all the time. Yes. So you, you always have to check what's in the paper or like yeah. what are the politicians saying and then, and then, or maybe you you stop talking about it at all. And it's and yeah. and technology in general, but and the, and the internet in general, but the, but Bitcoin uh, specifically gives gives the individual more 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 power of movement. Yes, you know, the, like the, the sovereign individual. Theme, yes, right? yes, yes. And they talk about the sovereign individual. They talk also talk about how politics will turn into a clown show because it will, right. it will lose yeah. its its.
1: And here we are, sitting, here in we are. Uh, sitting in clown world. Sitting in clown world,
0: and then we have to then we have to. Then we have to read, like, within the, the German state uh, uh, broadcast, they will tell you, yeah, but they, if they use a clown emoji, they might be right-wing, but... <laughs> you know? I mean, they literally have, like... like Yeah, freedom is right-wing now, right? <laughs> they, have, they have, like, like animated graphics that show you that Pepper the Frog is a, is a Nazi hate symbol.
1: Clown <laughs> <laughs> world. Okay, I have kept you long enough, good sir. This is a super fascinating tour of world history through the lens of money. Uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Thank you for having me, Robert. Where can people find you on the internet? So I do, I work in, in Bitcoin exclusively now.
0: Uh, um, I run, for all German speakers, I run Was Bitcoin bringt, which, which is a news uh, podcast and a, a YouTube channel. Um, and I do have an English podcast and newsletter, a sub stack. It's on fixthemoney.net. Um, I run this together with my friend Yael, who is um, an American. Um, so there's a native speaker in there too who can correct my my, my writings. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So please just subscribe to net and, and, and Twitter, of course. But um, for, for anybody who just wants to get the, the English content, it's the, Fix the money site. Awesome. We'll link to all that in the show notes. Nico, thank you again. Thank you for having me.